0: Welcome to 5 Start Weekly everyone! Atlanta United has played their first preseason match. And well, they scored more goals than the Rams scored points in the Super Bowl. Plus, Atlanta United has signed another new player! All that and more, coming up.
1: Welcome to the show of Five Shark FM. I'm AJ, this is Tanner McLeod. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe and leave us a good rating. So guys, let's get right into it. Atlanta United have a brand new signing in Florentine Pogba. Yes, Paul Pogba's brother, Yes, the kind of maybe less talented brother, but well, I mean, still... when one's a World Cup winner and plays for Manchester United, you're probably
0: going to be the less talented of the yeah. brothers. Yeah, it's
1: it's very uh, it's tall comparisons, of course. And uh, speaking of tall, this dude is a massive unit, 6'3", and still somehow shorter than Pogba Pog yeah. was. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 all the Pogbas are just
0: units, I guess yeah. it's just the only way you can describe. Right. This. I mean, but he is. I wonder abs- how big the,
1: like the family is. Like the mom and dad, they must be like. Like you know, six five, and then mom's like well, six two. Like, Ma- like...
0: mom's been doing the dabs on the Adidas commercials now and everything, which is pretty funny. Yeah. But no, I mean, yeah, he is absolutely huge, and in terms of size-wise, it fills up, I think a physical kind of need that this team I kind agree. of didn't really have. I mean, LGP's Especially big, in the back, he's physical, yeah. but not to the degree that Paul—not Paul, not Paul I almost called him Paul—Florentine the <laughs> Pogba Paul brings to Lanny. You Knight. wish we had Paul. For oh sure. my God, no, I'm glad Paul's where he's at right now. No, keep Paul there. He's doing good things with the Red Devils. Let's Continue that cycle on for yeah. the moment, but as far as Florentine is concerned, I think I think he does fill you know a gap that we kind of had in terms of a player that fits that mold.
1: I agree, yeah, and uh, yeah, he's still you know kind of in his in years wise of uh, how old he is. He's 28 years old, sort of still in his prime. Uh, but I mean, yes, uh, there is the instance. Yes, he has been let go by the Turkish side, and I'm gonna full on attempt this Yen Skrbierli it's good, really. from this point forward mm-hmm. i will call them g boys because i'm not even going to try to pronounce them yeah uh definitely uh try it for yourselves boys and girls at home but uh yeah he comes from the french side as well uh played at saint etienne a very very famous uh, for, uh league onside rather and yeah i mean uh he's played in a bunch of europa league games for them I think 25, in fact, including and yeah.
0: a tie against uh, Paul Pogba back in 2016, where Saint Etienne played Manchester United.
1: Right, and so yeah, there's a lot of experience with the Florentine Pogba, the elder one of them. Uh, yeah, he, he's also a twin, I believe, right? Oh, uh, Is Matthias his twin? I think so. Are maybe. They t- I, I, I'm yeah. not sure. There's just three. Of them. I know it's
0: Florentine, Matthias, and Paul. Yeah. Paul's my
1: favorite, for uh, <laughs> <reason>. <laughs> But yeah, and so uh, he's also a uh, you know a center back that's. Really good with the ball at his feet, for one, and that's very, very uh, useful in a front de boer system, of course. Uh, so, you know, moving the ball very well is something that, you know, we will rely on him to do. Especially, I think this comes in as a move for depth, but also someone that has the experience to start if needed, especially with all the competitions that we have. And especially if we play in a three-in-the-back system, we will need that cover. Absolutely. Because if one of them drops out... There was no the, cover, really, right now. Yeah, I mean, it, if you look at all the, uh, the center backs, I mean, essentially, I guess we have about, what, five, if, uh, if we really look at it. So, LGP... Uh, LGP, Parkey, you yep. have Franco Esquire as part of that, My, Miles Robinson, and uh, uh, Florentine Pogba. And, and I guess Jeff Llorinowitz possibly possible. Jeff as well. as well. So, yeah, you have the six in there, more or less. Um, yeah, I mean, that gives you adequate cover, I think, for all of the competitions, especially if you need three in one lineup, so. I definitely uh, think
0: he adds, yeah, you're right, you hit the nail on the head with that. He is a cover signing who honestly is kind of one of those punts, but so far with Atlanta United, when they take a punt on a player, or they see someone that they think works, they usually work out. So I think he's a player, I mean, who who really thought of Eric Rometty before he came here? Sure. Now, I'm not saying that Pogba will play up to that level, but... He is a Pogba, and I don't want to you know, be lazy with my take on this, but he's done some nice things, and I think that with a coach who will develop him in a league that where physicality is definitely something that you can get away with if you're not as technically sound, but it sounds like he actually is pretty good as well with the ball, so he yeah. might end up being one of those guys that you didn't think would be very good, mm-hmm. but turns out to be a pretty useful player.
1: Yeah, and yes, he comes with a little bit of a checkered pass, maybe with, uh, I think, leaving during a game where he was he, apparently he stormed off, but apparently he had an injury and it was just uh, something that maybe it's a he said she said type of situation where you have really uh, no idea what really happened that, that, uh, that night. But in terms of uh, you know the, the type of uh, you know what he comes in and brings in, I think it's immense experience that we really, really need. And I think it's uh, you know all in all a good chance and a good flyer to take. I mean, yes, and also we knew about it for uh, essentially, what, almost like, I think a week. two, maybe a week or two? Yeah, something like that, where, you know, all the leaks coming out. He's, paw a, he's at the brother. airport, yeah. Paul tweet our
0: Instagrams about it. <laughs> it's apparently with Atlanta United and transfers and anything, really, everyone will know, and yeah. then everyone will know.
1: Yeah, because essentially, uh, um, you know, you have like TMZ essentially uh, from the, you know, the fans I mean, they're just there, they're... That says something about our fan base, though, doesn't it? That <laughs> yeah. you
0: don't really see that with other places, but, like, in MLS with Atlanta United, it's just, like, we sign players that have important names or their bigger names. Sure. And it's just, like, I mean, yeah, again, Florentine might not be the biggest name, but his last name is still Pogba. Yeah. Like, his last name is still Pogba, so people know who
1: he is. Exactly. And so, yeah, with a Paul Pogba, does Instagram or tweet about... Quarantine, it really puts massive eyes on this brand and on this product that it's super useful. I mean, essentially, if at any point he shows up at the bins, I mean, this is gonna going to pop I'm going to do everything insane. I can to meet him. <laughs> I'll be like, Paul, yo, where are you at? Yeah, what's up? And then get
0: him to sign my shirt and take a picture, and I'll probably cry because that's the person I am. Yeah. Not true. No, but I mean, yeah, if he has a picture with him in the bins, like, say, with an Atlanta United shirt on or something, that is huge marketing for free, yep. kind of, for the team. I mean, sure. it's massive. But... I guess, you know, you can't talk too much about it because he is a depth signing in that. And, you know, Carlos Bocanegra said, you know, he's a physical center back who also has the ability to play with his feet, like you said. He also brings an immense amount of experience, and we can expect to compete for playing time on our back line. I mean, that's coming from your technical director. Yep. I mean, again, they would not have signed him if they didn't, if he
1: didn't check those boxes. Right. Exactly. And so, you know, he was probably on trial for the time that he was not really announced. Um, and then, you know, so they probably saw something useful in him, and you know, something that like yes, sparked in the need of what we uh, one playing style and uh, just the needs of the team i think it checks a lot a lot of boxes so i think it's a you know something that yes might not be the most marquee of signings but it's something that might turn out to be very useful down the road. and I You think got a coach uh,
0: like Frank Boer as well, and as we saw on Twitter recently, that little thing he did with the one-two at Joseph. Sure. Coaches still got got the passing skills yeah. and everything, played center back, I think you can teach him a little thing or
1: two right. about how to
0: play at the back, so I think it'll all work out. Right, it
1: seems like, yeah, I mean, Frank Boer, and I think I read this uh, at you know in the pretty much interim when he was about to be signed, was that he's a guy that still is very active Within the training sessions, and sometimes. So Joseph appreciated the pass. Yeah, oh, he did. He did, and I think it seems like maybe he like has uh, a thing of like really wanting to. Yeah, he was he was in the El Rondo as well. Yeah. Like, he
0: is. That's very, very important, much, by the way, for him. Like yeah, I, I, when yeah. I was when I was in England this past week, I went and watched this film called "Take the Ball, Pass the Ball." And it was about Pep Guardiola's Barcelona, and I highly recommend watching it, whether you're a Barca fan or just a football fan in general. But it talked about the Rondo and how important it yeah. is for Barcelona so, and and for Atlanta and these. teams teams that play a possession-based system. When you do it that way, it is so important because it works on finding space, passing the ball, knowing where the person is, and being able to move it quickly and effectively in mm-hmm. tight spaces, which is what Atlanta United has a lot of good players. That's what Frank DeBoer does. And the idea is is that when you have players who can operate in very tight spaces, when you give them lots of space, like, say, the pitch on the bends, yeah.
1: they just tear teams apart. Exactly. And I think it was evident with uh, that Jeff Lerunowitz uh, cross to Joseph Martinez for... That goal, uh, I believe, in uh, against Red Bulls. I mean, mm-hmm. you keep them that much space. I mean, there it is. So that, that's what we can do to you, and we can just like pinpoint it onto uh, you know onto a player. But uh, guys, let's move on uh, as speaking of preseason, speaking training, of preseason. I guess I yes, uh, something that we I guess maybe didn't get to speak about too much is that yeah. I mean, uh, the team has gone on preseason uh, in LA in Fullerton, California. In fact, but uh, they also played their first preseason match, uh, and it was something that we didn't get to see any of it, but. But, uh, we guess- the score was nice. <laughs> the score was nice, it was a 7-1 defeat, or uh, a yeah, a win over Seattle Sounders. We defeated the Sounders. They defeated the Sounders, that sounds better, yeah. and uh, We soundly defeated the Sounders. Sen- but uh, yeah, all the puns. But yeah, I mean, uh, we got to see the highlights, and Pity Martinez, new boy, gets on the score sheet. You have a little bit of Dion Pereira scoring a brace, fantastic. Uh, Joseph Martinez, of course, gets on the score sheet. First person to score, no shocker there. That's just is what he does. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so, you know, it's it's good to see all these guys, uh, you know, see the ball hit the back of the net because, yeah, it's hugely important that we get this team ready for the CCL because it's fastly coming up. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, and you've already seen the video, I imagine, as well, of Petey Martinez selling people dreams and nutmegging their souls out of their bodies yep. already. Mm-hmm. He's clearly very comfortable in settling in yep. already. Don't worry, guys. I think... The one thing for me is that this is the first time in a game, friendly, I guess, because it was weird. It was four 30-minute sessions as opposed mm-hmm. to, like, a 90-minute match with halves and stuff. So it was kind of different, although we smacked the Sounders in every single one of those sessions. But, I mean, I don't think it'll be the first time that you see Martinez and Martinez in the score sheet at the same time.
1: Yeah, agreed, agreed. And, you yeah, know, obviously you have to uh, really be a kind of distinction and you will really have to, like, say it every single time, like, pt martinez well he, he decided well I, this,
0: this would this would have been so out is. after uh his it was revealed obviously he is our new number 10 as we found out Indeed. immediately it says after g Miguel, martinez Martinez. Like, i was yes. really hoping it would say pity but it's yeah just it's what he's small, had
1: but g martinez is what he's had yeah. so just, it makes sense i'm i'm okay with it but the uh, back to the the four thirty minute Uh, you know, uh, quarters. I guess we even call it because it's uh, it's weird like that. Even
0: more comparisons to the Super Bowl, which was trash. Yep,
1: and uh, yeah, I I think it's more that it allowed all these players to get on the pitch, um, and that's really helpful. I mean, it's you know, especially when you have all these competitions coming up, you want to get all of them that game time, and so it could be why that we you know haven't had some of these games, uh, you know, or most of them. You know, have a announcement for uh, for a stream or any sort of way that the fans can watch it or appreciate it and watch any sort of thing that uh, is associated with it. Um, well, that's okay because yeah. that's
0: changing tomorrow.
1: That's changing tomorrow, but uh, which is fantastic. We're uh, playing Club Tijuana, the or I Cholos. I today, if
0: you're watching, yeah, it on it'll Wednesday.
1: probably come out the day that this releases anyway. But uh, it, it's able to be streamed, so fantastic there. But, I mean, uh, I think what's really, really good is, yeah, getting those guys that, um, you know, are part of that first team discussion, those valuable minutes. Absolutely. And
0: I think they're playing a higher quality of opponent in different circumstances as opposed to previous preseasons because they're playing their most important game first. So there isn't like a warm-up period or you know you have a few MLS games and then you get in Champions League. No, you get Champions League. Not only is it in Champions League, it's away in Costa Rica as your first game of the season. Mm-hmm. So you have to play diff- more difficult opponents and to beat them soundly, which is something that didn't happen last preseason. Yeah. it gets the team feeling confident. Having that confidence, especially believing in the system that Frank DeBoer is putting out there, that's very, very good because if that team is confident and goes into that first leg against Herediano, I feel really comfortable in what they can do. I really do. I think they're a very talented group of players with a very smart head coach who knows what he's going to be doing and I think will be up to the level of the competition. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm excited to see the stream and actually be able to watch them and see how they play and what right. they do. and How you know, it's we can, set up, the tactics. Exactly. The, we can see yeah, the little differences the between... The uh, Frank DeBoer managed team, and a Tata Martina managed team for the first time. Yeah, and
1: also seeing what Frank DeBoer is maybe like on the sidelines as well. A little bit of that. And, uh, yeah, if he's a little bit more animated or if he's a little bit more stoic. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, you may have seen a little bit when he was in the Prem and, of course, at Ajax. But I think uh, it may be a little bit different in, in the beginnings of this. Because, yeah, I mean, it's uh, he may not get as heated uh in a preseason. So it'll be interesting to see. But speaking of a Mexican team... And speaking of Tata Martino... Speaking of Tata Martino, man, uh, yeah, it'll be Mexico uh, versus Venezuela June at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It was announced today on Tuesday. And that's, uh, yeah, I mean, that is a massive kind of homecoming. Perfect. In a sense. It's actually,
0: you know, I was already going to go watch, but now there's an even more reason for me to watch because I'll get to watch possibly, Joseph Martinez playing at home against Mexico, yeah. which would be great to see Mexico, you know, maybe like a 3-3. Mexico do well, yeah. Joseph scores a hat trick. Don't just like, really care everyone, about the everyone score line. Everyone wins because we have right. entertainment. We have Joseph goals, and then Tata's happy because he didn't lose, but it's Mexico. I don't care. Yeah. I'm going to go. It's going to be a great time. Mm-hmm. I actually really hope Joseph doesn't play, to be perfectly honest with Yeah,
1: me. that's probably true. And but it, Or <laughs> if he plays, it's like for a half but um, and it'll be interesting to see how Tata lines up to kind of neutralize a Joseph Martinez he knows him very well obviously and so you know uh, he would know his strengths his weaknesses and what he could pretty much try to love, neutralize i'd it. love to see like
0: joseph score run over of the technical area do a celebration in front of tata like oh, like look at him but oh then yeah. just give him a big hug because yeah they right hug each other be like i just i just come here i love uh, you it would be funny and um, everyone would
1: cry yeah right oh man yeah it would be uh, some sort of match uh, i'm sure it's gonna be well attended as well because yeah i mean you know packing out mercedes-benz that's what, uh, you know, soccer fans really love to do here. so it's Yeah, just, we do just it more well, than,
0: you know, other types of football fans.
1: Indeed. But, uh, yeah, and so speaking of other types of football fans, yeah, uh, Miguel Miron has uh, got his work permit done. Uh, fantastic news. Uh, so he is eligible to train and play with Newcastle United. And, uh, yeah, that first match that he's possibly eligible to play is Wolves, Wolverhampton, on February 11th. And uh I think, you know, for us we're gonna be doing a watch party with unrelegated, the other podcasts in Atlanta. Uh or one of the one other of many <laughs> but uh yeah we, we know a lot about football
0: here in the south we look at it a lot and pay attention and have great opinions that people should look at and research before they <laughs> make stupid comments
1: oh man uh yeah it's pinpointed at some uh some comments in our videos but yeah and uh essentially though yeah miggy getting that work permit done yeah it allows us to be able to see him in another shirt which is going to be weird but also we're going to be cheering him on so it's uh, clearly they need way. him they were yeah. crying
0: out desperately for some creativity against Tottenham this past week. Yeah, that one 0 loss wasn't. I was really hoping he could but. play because I really need Tottenham to drop points because <laughs> I really want Man United to catch them in Chelsea.
1: Yeah, selfish reasons. So. And and we want Newcastle United to stay up as well. Correct. Because yeah, I mean a selfish reason yeah but like you watch them and watching
0: this past weekend you absolutely can see how he is going to go into that team and I think he can immediately provide a spark they need someone of his ability of his pace really to Mm. just run at teams and create havoc because for being honest there's not a lot of great defenses in the Premier League right now I mean even teams who have been looking good like Liverpool are leaking goals because teams start to get a bit leggy this time of year if you have a guy who's fresh like Miguel Almiron, coming in to run at them that could probably yield some it nice could things. Bode well. I mean, Agreed. for Newcastle as well, they have a pretty good defense, all things considered, for the mm-hmm. position they're in. They don't ship goals like crazy, like say a Fulham or mm-hmm. someone like that. Right. So if they could just get that little spark of creativity and influence to help mm-hmm. them get some goals, they could really be a decent mid-table side. So. You know, Mickey is going to have that chance. I think he's going to go right into the starting lineup off the get go. Yeah, um, especially awesome so. if he's had a week of training plus preseason training. I think he's fit enough to hop right in. Mm-hmm. Or they Yeah,
1: if not, I mean it's a substitute appearance that really allows him to It's Wolves they something. need him. It's
0: gonna be up and down. That Wolves team is very aggressive. Mm-hmm. They'll leave some faces. They're a good team, but I think they actually I think they're gonna start with
1: well, I, I hope he has the match fitness for the... Uh, he might not uh, make it the whole know. way. Maybe like yeah. an hour. But yeah. still, I'd rather see him start and give them an hour than come
0: off the bench and give them mm. 30. Because it, I feel like if he can yeah. get them goals, they're a the type of team, with the type of manager that might be able to that, hold yeah. on and get mm. something. But chasing the game might be a bit more difficult for them right. at the end of the game.
1: But we will be watching that match uh, at Hudson FC. It's a 3 p.m. match here in the States. So it will be a kind of... Uh, just an awkward time really but it will be you have free time coming <laughs> out and catch us for sure exactly we'll uh we'll all be doing a pod together and it'll be lots of fun and we'll uh see how it goes i think it will be lots of uh you know just banter and a lot of a uh, lot of different types of talk that uh will be, it'll be premier League exciting
0: as well so i'm gonna be in my element indeed indeed but we haven't actually ever done a premier league type thing or talked about it Oh yeah, that'll be, a, that'll be an interesting thing. If you get me Dude. and Devin going on the prem though, and even Jay, yeah. it'll get really, really interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of Arsenal people involved with uh, all of this because really Jay's uh, an Arsenal fan, uh. and and obviously Devin is unabashed. He's a tattoo on his chest. I think I think Kelly has said she's I think she's like an Ozil fan, which means maybe yeah. she's not an Arsenal I mean, fan anymore because he doesn't play. I don't know. I'm, I'm just gonna be really, really, you know, cocky about the whole thing. I wear Minny's shirt that day. So oh
1: jeez, oh jeez. But anyway, <laughs> speaking of Miggy uh, and Miggy's agent oh, Daniel yeah. Campo, he uh, spoke out on Union FC, a uh, Paraguayan radio station, and boy, did he stir up some comments and some. Angry I think fans. I the they're looking for is chatted shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, uh, yeah, he had a bunch to say. And uh, we won't get into all of it because it was a ton. But uh, we'll get into the highlights, if you can call it that. But essentially, I mean, yeah, he uh, was lamenting that Atlanta United put a lot of obstacles in front of uh, the deal to, you know, get Mickey to Newcastle. Uh, he was kind of saying that was unexpected uh he was saying that yeah i mean you know the uh the valuation that was put on him was originally already the same evaluation that was uh about a month ago before that and so that's also interesting but it's the fact that you know if it really was like apparently was 70 days um you know and if they thought that he wasn't actually worth that uh number i mean it's it's interesting i mean question Um, how many clients does he have (laughs) I mean a few how many clients does he have in the Premier League I don't know off the top of my head. but Okay, yeah. well, if
0: it's more than one, then yep. he should know this already. If it's exactly. just Mega Amaron, maybe he needs to get clued in. Mm-hmm. Everyone waits to the very end <laughs> of the transfer window to sign people. And Atlanta United has to look out for the club's best interest mm-hmm. in relation to the player's best interest. They let the player go, but they also know that the longer they wait, the more money they can make because mm-hmm. that's how it works because it's a business. <laughs> but when they didn't get more money and they were comfortable, they let him go because that's how it works for someone who Clearly talks about the market and how it works. He clearly has no idea. Clearly, I'm, I'm saving the rest of it for later.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's it's a very interesting uh, the the whole almost transcript uh, that was generously uh, tra- translated by Juan Aranjo and Roberto Rojas. Cheers, guys. Yeah, which uh, they caught a little bit of flack for, but I mean they were just the the middleman. They were really just you know putting it out there. And also Juan Aranjo was mentioning that. Yeah, maybe this little bit had not really gotten out into the American uh, media because, yeah, there is maybe a little bit of safeguarding from this, uh, you know, from stateside that some of this information was a little bit old, and he was surprised that uh, it was such a backlash on the comments. And so, uh, yes, I mean, you know, a lot of us caught wind of it on that Sunday morning, and it was definitely, yeah, I mean. Everybody had their thoughts and aired out a whole bunch. As did uh, Daniel Campos. As he continued on to say, "Yeah, uh, it was about money and it, that some money was left on the table, and that some of the stuff uh, it was some bigger clubs were in on Miggy, and that Angry. they could only been yeah, and it, they can only bring him in on loan. However, uh, that screams out a few teams. Uh, apparently, it was." <clears throat> Uh, You know, it it could be a a slew of teams, really. But maybe it was, you know, maybe it was the Newcastle thing that was reported by Roberto Rojas in December saying it was the $15 plus alone. Maybe it was that one, too. But, you know, maybe some money gets left on the table. But I think it's the cost of doing business, especially when, you know, yes, okay, apparently also, uh, according to Juan Aranjo, who uh, was talking to our Devin uh, about the, the deal was that, yeah, I mean, Miggy was promised that he was gonna go before the January window started. If that is true, then okay, sure. But I think, you know, the club needs to look after themselves first, unfortunately, and then also look out for the best for all parties. and like, You know, the only one that doesn't maybe make out the best is Newcastle United because they had to break their transfer record. And their wage structure. And their wage structure. But I think uh, in terms of Miggy, I mean, he gets his money. Yes, he may not. He may be missing maybe, what, a million here. Maybe he missed out on some games uh, that he wanted to help. Uh, Newcastle United, you know, and maybe you know a few points there. Maybe they might be able to stay up. They beat
0: Man City. I don't know what everyone's upset about.
1: I'm fine with it. It
0: all works out. (laughs) He got of course you're fine with it. he, He got the move he needed to, and everyone should be happy with where they're at. We still broke the MLS transfer fee for you know fee received. Daniel Campo still got paid for his agent fee.
1: Probably the most Whatever. he's ever have for yeah. a player as well. Or he I mean, might ever get if he keeps
0: running his stupid mouth. <laughs> you know, I'm saving. Saving.
1: Yeah, well, uh, we. I'm gonna will. touch on him a bit more later. Exactly, exactly. But uh, yeah, and uh, so we'll wrap a bow on that because yeah, it's essentially. He, uh, yeah, he, he talked a bunch. He opened his uh, his yapper, and you know, uh, a lot of Atlanta United fans clapped back. And I think, uh, I think rightly so. It's a recurring theme with Atlanta fans clapping back to people <laughs> with bad takes. Indeed, but uh, yeah, and so uh, let's move on into Joseph uh, playing football versus football uh, with uh, yeah Adriana Masave of Univision. Uh-huh. It was pretty funny. Uh, I mean, you see him kind of, uh, you know, kind of mixing it up with uh, this lady and also, you know, about to throw uh, a football, a little tiny little, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Like a plush football or plush something. Plush yeah, whatever know. it was called, like a, whatever. But uh, yeah, and he gets uh, kind of handled by uh, Adriana Monsalve. It's like, oh man, she uh, she has a pretty good arm and he has to kick it and he doesn't really get to it. Yeah, man, it's all good. It, it was is a fun is. watch. Yeah. It was uh, it was fun to see Joseph uh, kind of cutting up a little bit, you know, smiling and you know it's not something that we all get to see uh, on a common basis unless he's winning things, so you know. But uh, yeah, let's uh, but also let's get into also Atlanta United two starting their preseason, so that's great. Their uh, you know the the uh, the reserve squad is getting together and I think that's still hugely important. New head coach, uh, new head coach as well, and so. Uh, Yeah, he's a guy that comes up from the system, that's fantastic, and also, of course, the new stadium that they're gonna be playing at. So yeah, fifth, third, big bank stadium, so, you know, all this uh, bodes well for the pipeline that we're We've trying understood to understood
0: that, by the way. How can you be the fifth, third bank? So wait, there's been yeah. five Fractions, banks. man. I, I don't understand. <laughs> it confuses
1: me. Strange fractions. Maybe we just haven't really done so this. Is there, a, is know, there but... a fourth,
0: third bank and a third, third bank? What about the yeah. first, fifth bank? Is that are they
1: all related or what? <laughs> uh, I'll uh, I'll get the email for you for, okay, uh, for fifth, third, and you can, you know... Ask them all the questions These that really you require. These are really important questions I need to know for sure. But uh, yeah, and it was you know some other things that we had questions about. But uh, you know, a, uh, Franco Escobar pretty much gave all that away, or his girlfriend rather. But uh, (laughs) Like I said, everything leaks with Atlanta (laughs) United, but also, like I said, don't worry
0: guys, it'll leak about a week or two before it comes out anyway, and what do you know?
1: Right, and so that uh, that unveiling event that was uh, a little bit leaked on the parking of the Mercedes-Benz website is true. After all, it is February 15th, also my birthday, by the way, and uh, unfortunately, I will be in spain with my girlfriend and uh, i will be. don't say it this. like it's the worst thing in the world it's not the worst thing you're gonna thing, be in
0: spain with your girlfriend i know,
1: but i but mean if you're gonna be
0: anywhere and you hadn't <laughs> had to be here i mean it's not the worst possibly thing in the world. but you know uh,
1: i i will be leaving this uh you know basically
0: what he's saying is he doesn't trust the rest of us to do anything <laughs> properly but then again when you look at me you can't blame him <laughs>
1: And so I will be trusting these other guys to hopefully, uh, you know, run, run the champ. Not, I've not said anything at all. But uh, yeah, and so you know, I will also miss the uh, the Champions League match, which uh, will break my heart because this is not what I intended at all. I absolutely want to be at these events, but I think I will be leaving them in capable hands. Hopefully, and uh, I'm still terrified. But uh, uh, Don't worry, but everything will <laughs> be fine. You can't burn down the house on Twi- well, actually. Never mind. I'm not going to say anything. <sighs> but yeah, so the unveil event is at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and uh, if you were lucky enough to get a ticket, then Roger Bennett will be the host. Of Men uh, and Blazers. Of Men and Blazers of the TV show and podcast. And yeah, I mean, uh, I'm he sure. He loves him Atlanta United. Oh, he does. He clearly, uh, you know, probably jumped at this case because, yeah, he and Darren Eels are buddies as well, I'm sure. So it's uh, something that, yeah, I mean, he gets to also expand his brand. So why not? But uh, yeah, it's uh, I think it's going to be a cool event. I mean, it's something that. Uh, there's always a lot of pomp and circumstance. Uh, and I think this is a much bigger event than even last year no. at, uh, at the training grounds. Well, I mean, I said they were going
0: to go big on this. That's what I felt. That, you know, winning a championship, new home strip. Yeah. I just felt that they were going to go big on this one. Clearly they have. Clearly it's a big event. And I think there's going to be a really good number of people there. And speaking of good numbers of people, this stat isn't really relevant in the sense of there's a lot of things that change. But uh, Atlanta United had a higher attendance for the MLS Cup Final than the Super Bowl did. And now I get the Super Bowl tickets are much more expensive and you have a lot of, you know, fans of different teams and, you know, media stuff
1: and all Still a great stat nonetheless. It's still
0: a great stat because the Super Bowl was awful and I hated it because I was up till 3 a.m. in England watching it on a pad stream and my team scored three freaking points. I can watch Atlanta United score three goals half the time I go and see them. It's terrible. Whew. Terrible.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was more like a baseball score than anything. It was,
0: was terrible. And the thing was, it was so tight up. I mean, three three. <laughs> so I have to stay up, and the Rams still have a chance until golf throws a pick at the like in the fourth quarter, very <laughs> late in the game, and then I know it's over because there's no chance for scoring again. And it's just like I had to watch the whole thing, and it was awful. And I was already tired, and it just made me angry. But also very happy that i decided to go do something else more important as opposed to staying spending a bunch of money and having to personally witness that utter never mind
1: uh, but uh guys let's get into the injury report where i mean we're maybe not even it's it's not maybe even an injury but Donovan Nagby was suspiciously absent from any of the, uh, just anything in, uh, versus the preseason match in, uh, versus Seattle Sounders, rather. And so, uh, apparently, though, according to AJC, he was there, he had traveled with the team, maybe he just had a knock, who knows, whatever it is, I mean, I hope Donovan Nagby is okay, but, uh, yeah, and hopefully he starts tomorrow, I mean, I don't know, but, uh, what was interesting was that Anderson Anderson Asiedu did start in his place and so maybe there is that trust already with Frank De Boer to, uh, to put him in and you know uh, I mean that's that bodes well if we you know if, if he does feel like it's adequate cover for that but uh, hopefully Nagby is okay and that he's not really even on this injury report but um, guys let's get into the giveaway winner and this was the PT Martinez signed hat. And uh, yeah, I mean, we had a ton of submissions. That was fantastic from you guys. We really appreciate all the entries that you guys gave. Um, But yeah, the winner is Doug Levine. Congratulations. Please message us at the back end of our channel or DM us on uh, our social medias. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's one of those. I mean, I just, I hope you enjoy it. Maybe not wear it too much. Probably put it somewhere in a box or something. But uh I would've yeah. actually clapped, but it's really loud and I don't wanna do that in yeah, yeah, sound. Yeah. yeah, it's all good, it's all good. <laughs> but yeah, congrats to Doug Levine, congratulations. But uh, yeah. And thank um, you
0: for subscribing, watching, and doing everything that was
1: required because that means a lot. It really does, it really does help us a lot. But guys, let's get on into the mailbag. You guys send in these questions via uh, IG story. Please continue to do so and we might answer your question in the future. First question comes from Matteo Andante. What are your odds on seeing Paul Pogba at the Benz this year? 100%. 100% chance that man shows up to watch his brother.
0: I mean, yeah. When you see how that family is, that family backs each other like 100%. I mean, have you seen like, even today, Florentine on his Instagram story had a picture of of his shin guards, which has like his whole family and all kinds of stuff on it. Paul Pogba was tagged in it. That family is super close. And Pogba usually holidays in the States on, on summer vacation. He comes yeah, here a lot. Yeah, yeah, Usually with his friends, like, yeah, F- usually, and, usually, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So there's no reason he can, you know, make a quick hop down to Atlanta, watch his brother, come on our yeah. channel, do an interview, that'd be great, something
1: oh, like that. Oh, fantastic. Slime my shirt, that'd be good. Be, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna re- give it a realistic percentage. 100%. And, uh, or the odds, I guess. What are the odds? Um, so I'm gonna give it a, I'm gonna give it a 50 to one chance. Wow hundred <laughs> percent but uh yeah so it's pretty low sorry but um yeah hundred percent chance hundred
0: <laughs> percent chance
1: next question comes from not pierre 91 then, then who are you uh what do you think should be the realistic season goals for each homegrown player the first 90 not Pierres i know right yeah it's 40, 91 perplexing, perplexing. Yeah, i'm confused for sure but, uh, um, yeah. Let's
0: see, goals for her Now, are we talking like the number of goals they're scoring or what their goals should be with the team?
1: Right, yeah, so it's like the, ob- their objectives or, yeah. So let's say if it's
0: scoring goals, I think uh, Carlton scored in the MLS. That's basically it. <laughs> um, and then I think with uh, Bella, you know, like, three, maybe. I'm more worried about him chipping yeah. in some assists, but he's not really going to look at him to score goals. Yeah, that's, although, that's a lot of goals from a left-back. Although, back, think, no. with how Frank DeBoer plays and how good he is, he might find himself in, in some scoring positions and taking those yeah. chances, which would be really nice if you can get goals from, from the back like that. In terms mm. of playing time, though, I mean, I'm not really sure. I guess really just yeah. bellow starting left-back, hopefully, and then Carlton getting his way into the first team a little
1: bit more. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, for him, I think it's definitely about getting into MLS games. And, uh, of here. course, he's going to be, I think, starting a lot of U.S. Open games. And then I think uh, in terms of, I think if he gets 10 starts that'd over really the be that'd think. be fantastic. I think if Chris Goslin can get into... The team for like five starts also if huge. that
0: or just just minutes from the bench honestly from Goslin yeah. I think would be mm-hmm. big and I, I'm not really sure even you know Lados yeah Cunga, Patrick, yeah yeah Patrick Conco uh,
1: yeah those guys if they get a couple games uh with the first team that'd be fantastic I think for them though yeah. I think for for I think Goslin
0: harmwo and um uh who did I just say that I'm forgetting oh, Lados, huh? I think for them I think playing consistent minutes at Atlanta United 2 this year is the most important thing for their development. That's playing the vital part. And trying to play almost week in and week out with that team. Mm-hmm. I think, not to kind of go back to Atlanta United 2 too much, we'll, we'll get into them more as their season gets going. I think for them this year, their goal is probably to try to play as much of a consistent 11 to 18 yeah. players, obviously, as possible because that's the most important part for the development of the younger guys. It's to play, play at the same level and play consistently is what's going to be important for them. So hopefully, that's something that Frank DeBoer would have talked about mm-hmm. with with uh, Atlanta too, because he is going to have that kind of control or that you know vision mm-hmm. over them. So hopefully, that that's what they shoot for, and I think that should be their goal.
1: Yeah, I mean, of course, it was difficult for them to mm-hmm. uh, to be able to keep that starting 11 there because of all the the moving pieces i mean it pretty much is a kind of uh reserve team that allows uh the first team to be able to pluck guys that they need here and there for yeah i mean basically the results don't really matter per se in uh in the usl for us so it is what it is uh but i mean i think it's something that uh, with that type of uh, setup, I think it bodes well for all of our guys getting a ton of minutes. So, uh, Next question comes from Devin For Real. What's up, man? Uh, why are keyboard warriors so tough until you read them back their IP address and home addy. I'm not commenting <laughs> this, on this. This just reminds me of the, like, uh, I don't know if you've seen the African Drug Lord uh, video. YouTube videos? Yeah, that oh, has got Where the
0: guy's just like, <laughs> I, I'm assuming using a voice changer of some sorts, then reads back the guy who's like chatting stuff. I'm pretty, pretty sure the kid was saying some very unbecoming yeah, things. Stuff, sure. um But then he reads him like his address and is like, this is here. Wait, how it, do you know that? I think there's more <laughs> like the doorbell rings as well. And I think it's just pure coincidence. They might be set up, probably are because internet, but like, It reminds me of that, yeah. Yeah, it's just—it's
1: one of those things. I think, uh, yeah. I mean, keyboard warriors and trolls. So much
0: anger in your heart.
1: Exactly. You know, let
0: love in. You, uh, unless you aren't
1: loved, and then well, has to be. Has to be what it is because yeah, they—they come in and they all, uh, you know, come in sounding really angry or just really salty about stuff and. You know, it's fine. I'm just not here for it. I don't it's really fun. care, man. So. It's fine. You can hate me. I really just don't care. <laughs> but uh, next question comes from Ali Cupertino. Based on roster changes so far in MLS, who do you think poses the biggest challenge for us? Ooh,
0: that's a good question.
1: Very good question. It may be a little early to answer fully, but uh, um, because yeah, some moves are still being made, of course. Um, I think for me, it might be a DC United to a degree because they did bring in Lucas Rodriguez. Uh, Yeah, Lucio Acosta did stay, and of course Wayne Rooney is still there. And they also brought in Hara from Boca Juniors uh, on loan. So we can guarantee he'll
0: get nutmegged by pity when we
1: play. Uh (laughs) But uh, yeah, I mean, still pretty stout uh, defensively nonetheless. And so they've shored up a little bit of their defense. So uh, it bodes well a little bit more uh, for them. Maybe in NYCFC, I mean, they spent big
0: money on a player. I mean, they would have been a really big amount if Atlanta didn't exist. I think we can definitely (laughs) say not Toronto. Yeah, (laughs) that's
1: that's for sure. Um, Yeah, because losing uh, Joe Binko, I mean, that's massive. That's I think arguably like top three best player in MLS ever. I mean, yeah, there's probably he's really really good. Yeah, and uh, so. Toronto. I mean, if they don't make a replacement there, that's whoo, I don't know. But ah, uh, good for them. Yeah, but uh, you know, maybe on the west, uh, you know, um, I LAFC think is still yeah. really good. They're still very good. Uh, they lost uh, some key cogs, but still are uh, you know a very good team over there. Galaxy still has Zlatan. They still have Zlatan, so they might yeah, but they have a full year of Zlatan as well. I mean, although he they is get the full Zlatan. And, yeah, who knows? I mean, it, it might uh, it might be interesting because he. He is uh, known to conjure some magic, and that's uh, you know it could be annoying for a lot of teams. Last question comes from Sammy Norton ninety nine. Who do you think will be the biggest surprise of the year?
0: Hmm, it's a tough question,
1: but I uh, I think yeah. I mean, for me, it's like maybe. You, three of them maybe yeah, that like I can I'd go say from. probably there's like three off the top of my yeah. head that I really think of. So Barco, I think, uh, because the expectations are so low from last year that- But he's so talented. Yeah, exactly. The, the talent is there. It's just a matter of him being able to really express himself, show it, and get that kind of game time to be able to do it. Um, yeah, and I think- uh, Florentin Pogba, I think. Yeah, Florentin Pogba is, uh, is up there because, yeah, I mean, not a whole lot of people are expecting a whole ton. Uh, and I think, you know, as long as he does his job of being stout defensively and able to move the ball in front of our system, then I think he will be uh, a key cog in this team. I think another one for me would be Anderson Asiedu. Yeah, that's I a good think shout. that he mm-hmm.
0: really might be able to step in and just become a Conte type player for us. I yeah. Know, he just seems really confident he has the right attitude, and I think yeah. he's going to just do everything he can to improve as a player and as a teammate right. and to show Frank DeBoer that he deserves to play.
1: Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, he is starting level at LNA 2, I think, for sure. And it's a matter of if he can really uh, really prove things to Frank DeBoer, then maybe he might really get into uh, some 18s in the future. I think my last one is maybe Breck Shea. Mm-hmm. And this is an interesting one because, yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot of people were not expecting a ton uh, of him coming in. Uh, yeah, he's a guy that might be able to fill that wingback role, especially uh, splitting time when we have, you know, George Bello maybe uh, going to a competition here and there uh, with the youth, youth national team. Preferably and, not going anywhere. Pre- preferably not. But uh, yeah, you know, and then so, you know, who's the logical guy to come in? Is it Mikey Ambrose? Is it Breck Shea? Maybe Breck Shea because of more of the experience. And you He's know, tall. He, he is tall, but yeah. I mean, that, that's, I don't That's a, not a soccer reason why he would uh, come good. But um, yeah, and I think- gives us a physical presence we don't have. I mean, I don't know. We don't sure. have a lot of tall people. <laughs> sure. But uh, when you have to resort to that, I think that's when it, I would be very worried. All
0: I'm just saying is that, all joking aside though, I think he does give us a different element in terms of having that size. You throw yeah. him on a you know, florentine Bogwa sure. and just like all of a sudden a team that isn't really renowned for its physical presence necessarily in yeah. size, all of a sudden, has that size. We have those so options. It's late. a different option to change the game and give you a different way of playing that mm-hmm. makes you more unpredictable and gives you more ways to play. Right. So you yeah, know, yeah, it is kind of silly to say that, but also it is kind of true though. He does give you a different type of option. It's an element we didn't it's an have element last year. We didn't year. have last year, which is something different because it's just mm-hmm. adding another tool to that Swiss Army knife that is this team. Mm-hmm. And when you're you know trying to match up and line up against them, you have no idea what they're going to do
1: which means it's better for us and hopefully wins us some more games. Absolutely, but uh, guys, let's get on to our Wasteman of the Week segment. Who do we have? Before that, I just wanna say, how much would you
0: pay to see Brec Shea score a last minute winner in Orlando City?
1: Ooh, man, the the hatred that they already have for Brec Shea, I mean, it would just be triple. He'd be their
0: Wasteman of the Week. But yes, guys, into the Wasteman of the Week, and it is the first first one of 2019. Yes, Daniel Campo. Bro, seriously, what's going on with you right now? You just (laughs) probably signed, you sold your biggest player ever in the history of you being an agent. You got a massive check because agents always do. And in the end, he got his move. I get that you're his agent. You're looking out for his best interest. He might've been a bit irritated and didn't get the move, but that is the business that apparently you know nothing about, especially with England. I touched on it earlier. They always wait at the very last minute. I said in podcasts before, it's like a college paper, a college student who has a paper that they know is due, but they wait Wait till the night before to do it because no <laughs> one knows. That's do. just what they do i mean i don't know you know what crawled up this guy's backside but like someone really would be in his bonnet for him to be this upset about things like i just i do not understand how you just got paid fat stacked homie relax (laughs) relax and if not hopefully Mickey just fires you because you're just a salty wanker and moves on so that when he gets his next big move away from newcastle for even more money you get absolutely piss off because you are a dick but most importantly You're a waste man. And that
1: gets us to our question of the day, what do we got, man?
0: Well guys, with Florentine Pogba finally being official, even though we kind of had an idea about it a few weeks, well, a week back, guys, it seems that we're probably done in the transfer market, but do you think that Atlanta United needs to sign any more players? If so, what position and why? I feel pretty comfortable where we're at right now, but if the front office was like, hey, we have this amazing player you didn't think of and now they're here, I wouldn't really complain. But, guys, who do you guys think we should sign? If we should sign anyone else, what position, why? Hit us up in the comments below and let us know what you guys think.
1: And, guys, that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already, share this episode, and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. For Tanner, I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>